Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio on the B-Sporto Network. Uh, Oklahoma defensive line coach Deron Reynolds is uh, heading back to Stanford. So I figured uh, I'd get our friend uh, Jason Kersey. Uh, OU beat reporter with uh, the Oklahoma and com to come on. We'll uh, talk about that and maybe a couple other things surrounding the program uh, for a little bit tonight. So let's go ahead. Welcome on, Jason. What's up, man? Hey, Alan. How are you doing, man? Doing well. So, hey, I saw that uh, Bob Stoops is out in uh, California at the uh, AT&T Pro-Am. I think that's at Pebble Beach. Uh, did uh, yeah. Oklahoma not send you out there or? No, uh, unfortunately, they didn't uh, give me the chance to interview Kenny G. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the that that picture that I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was just the most random, eclectic collection of people. I can't even imagine what those four people talked about other than money. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. They've all got well. Then again, I don't know. I don't know how well Josh Duhamel's doing. Uh, uh, for those of you who hadn't seen the photo, it's a picture that showed up on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I think it was from Larry the Cable Guy of Mr. Cable Guy, uh, Bob Stoops, Kenny G, and uh, actor Josh Duhamel of uh, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was pretty surprised though to uh, to see to see that pop up. Uh, and when I, I mean, uh, yeah when I tweeted that out this morning, uh, that it, it caught on like wildfire, man. Yeah, it was it was it was great. And uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, I I said it on Twitter yesterday, but I wasn't joking. Like I like Kenny G. He, he, <laughs> it's great. It's it's great writing music. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Because oh, it's something, but it's there's no lyrics to distract you. Um, so, I mean, all, all honesty, I'm a fan, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of jealous of Bob. Ah, well, it just reminds me of like sitting in a, uh, dentist waiting room or something like that. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, KG's can, can, uh, swing the sticks too. So that'd be, uh, that'd be, uh, definitely uh, a good playing partner, I'm sure. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you know, I want to have you on. It's, uh, not the biggest deal, but. Uh, Deron Reynolds, Oklahoma's defensive line coach, is uh, heading back to Palo Alto, where he came from, uh, to uh, coach a defensive line there after the retirement of uh, Randy Hart, who had been uh, Stanford's defensive line coach for quite a while and, you know, really respected guy in the business. Uh, so that leaves OU searching for a new defensive line coach for the second year in a row. I guess, um, based on your reporting, was this really just a matter of Reynolds wanting to uh, head back there to California, or uh, you know, was there any kind of friction with the staff? You know, from from my understanding, it, this had nothing to do with friction from the staff. I think, um, you know, I think it's been it's been out there a little bit that that Dyron Reynolds' family was uh, had stayed in California um, after he left Stanford and. Uh, so I think it was a it was a big deal for him to get back to his family. Um, I think he liked it at Stanford. Um, 
and and it was just a you know, it was kind of one of those things. It's unfortunate that it, that it had to come after only one year. It's unfortunate for OU um, because he really, I thought, had done a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know, you look at the development of uh, of Charles Walker, especially. I mean, I, I thought Charles Walker was one of the best players on the team last year, and he never started. I and mean, that's how good a job uh, I think Tyron Reynolds did. And so um, it, it's unfortunate that it, that it happened after only one year. I think his recruiting. Um, you know, maybe it, it obviously wasn't Jerry Montgomery, but Jerry Montgomery had also been at OU for a couple of years. Um, Dyron Reynolds was sort of working his way up in, in that regard, and he still was able to find a really good end in Amani Bledsoe. So, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it, that it had to come after one year, um, but I think that if this job came open, he was going to take it. I mean, that's that's at least my understanding. Yeah, and I've I've got to wonder too if he kind of took the OU job with you know with that in mind. Uh, you know, I mean, Randy Hart uh, is an older guy, you know, so I mean, it, it would yeah. stand to reason that he was kind of you know maybe uh, nearing his expiration date there. So, well, yeah, and 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 you know, it was probably good for him personally to to get away for a year, get be a defensive line coach at this level, start recruiting. I mean. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, it, maybe this was on his mind when he took the job. I don't know. All I know is, I think Tyron Reynolds did a good job here, and, and I think that it was a, it was a particularly devastating blow just because uh, this is the second year in a row that OU has to do this after signing day with this position, with such an important position group, and um, you know, I I don't think that's what anybody wanted. Yeah, that Including Dyron Reynolds. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I think that to me, that's you know, it, it, Reynolds did a good job, uh, you know. But you know, you you kind of saw it this year too. I think that he was really by the end really finding his footing in recruiting. But I mean, that takes a while to kind of get your get your bearings and everything. And uh, you know, to me, that's maybe the bigger concern out of any of this. I mean, aside from you know finding a good a good position coach, it's just. You know, it's the second year in a row where you've got a guy starting over at a, a really key position in recruiting. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And uh, like, like you said, I mean, I think that he was starting to find his footing. Um, I, I've been told by different people that would know that, that you can't really judge a guy by his first signing class with a school. You you, you know, he he kind of needs a year. To just to get to know the coaches in the area, to get to know the high school coaches, to get to know um, the kids, to start to build those relationships. And then on top of that, you have to remember that Dyron Reynolds hadn't been a full-time um, uh, assistant coach at the college level with full res- recruiting responsibilities since something like 2002, uh, I mm-hmm. think, Wake Forest. I mean, um, you know, he spent a lot of time in the NFL. He was an assistant D-line coach at Stanford, which means he didn't have full recruiting uh, responsibility, so he didn't go off campus and those kinds of things. So it was naturally going to take him some time, and he was already starting to show some, some signs that he was improving. Um, and, and the other thing is, if you go back to 2002, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was no Snapchat. None of that stuff existed. So, I mean, this guy really got a crash course in recruiting just in the last uh, 12 months. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like you say, it, it is disappointing, I think, that, that OU has to go out and find somebody else and hope that they stay for longer than a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess the the upside of it, though, I guess, is that, you know, OU's hiring coaches who people want to hire. Uh, you know, I mean, Stanford is, you know, a, a really good move for, for a coach. It's not, uh, 
case where, for example, we have James Patton going uh, down to uh, join follow Kevin Wilson there to Indiana uh, and, and uh-huh. whatnot. You know, I mean, those uh, kind of th- those kinds of moves. So I guess you know, if there's a silver lining, so his coaching staff may may uh, maybe filled up with uh, some more quality. But uh, speaking of which. Uh, who's going to be next? Are, are you hearing anything on uh, on particular people who you know are getting a look, or you think are going to be in the mix? I mean, I, I, I do think that they're going to do a you know a nationwide search. I think they're going to look all over the place and try to find um, the right fit. The two names that have been tossed out a lot by people on Twitter, the two names that I think are the most uh, likely, um, and that's Calvin Thibodeau and uh, and CJIU and. CJ IU is obviously interesting, as you know. He mm-hmm. uh, he, he just left uh, OU, left the special teams quality control position to become Vanderbilt's defensive line coach. Um, and you, and a lot of people might assume that that would be, disqualify him from from coming back so soon or from leaving a job that he just took. But we're all talking about college football coaching. Well, we've seen that happen so many times, where a guy takes a job and then leaves. Jay Bowler. Uh, was hired by Wisconsin, and then two months later, he was hired by Oklahoma. Uh, Kevin Sumlin was hired by uh, Colorado, and then was hired by Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Jay Norvell was hired by Oklahoma originally years ago, um, and was only here a couple months, and then got hired by the Oakland Raiders. So, in uh, football coaching, that's not uncommon that a guy would uh, would take a job and then take another one, a you know, short time after without ever coaching a game there. So, I think CJIU is an interesting person just because he's been around the program he knows what bob is looking for he he knows the system those sorts of things and then calvin thibodeau is a guy that, that you know i think everybody can agree is, is sort of on an upward trajectory in his career he is at kansas um and you know that that alone might scare people off a little bit but i mean you also have to remember that this guy is at kansas a program that hasn't been relevant in college football in five or six years and even before and and maybe has been relevant in college football for, what, 10 of their 100-plus mm-hmm. years of yeah. existence. And this guy almost convinced Imani Bledsoe to stay home instead of coming to a team that just won the Big 12 and went to the college football playoff. That's pretty impressive. So, um, uh, you know, and then on top of that, you have Calvin Thibodeau is, uh, is an OU guy, he played for Bob. And I think you could maybe count on him to not leave. I think you could count on him to want to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, for more than one or two or three years. So um, th- to me, he's the best candidate, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, those are those are two uh, interesting ones. You know, IU's still pretty young, and, and this would be, you know, really kind of throwing him into the fire if he made uh, that big of a move. But then again, uh, Derek Mason, I mean, you know, a guy at, there at Vanderbilt who definitely knows his uh, stuff when it comes to defense at least you know, took a chance on him too and, and, and Stoop speaks highly of him. So that that one's really intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I think CJIU is a guy who definitely uh, appears like he might have a bright future in coaching and um there's no reason to believe he that he uh that he doesn't. So I I, I said, you know, yesterday that I, I feel like it is kind of unfortunate that he took that job a yeah. month ago because Maybe it would have been easier for him or easier for Bob to just make that move um, if he was still here. But you know, having to sort of handle the coming back might be might be rough. But that uh, I, I don't know. I I think it's going to be real interesting to see what they do with this. Let's see here. Well, you know, how about uh, you know, since I got you on the line, wh- what have you been up to, man? I mean, the season's over. 
uh, you know, you had you had signing day and stuff, I guess. But I mean, uh, you know, you're, since you're not covering uh, men's hoops right now, you know, what what even uh, what have you been getting up to? Well, you know, uh, as, as you know, football never ends. There's always mm-hmm. something to write about. There's always something to do. Uh, now I am getting to relax a little bit more. Um, while Ryan Aber handles the the uh, the number one ranked team in the country in men's basketball, <laughs> um, you know I do I do a little women's basketball, you know home games and advancing games and those sorts of things. But I'm mostly uh, focused on football uh, even still. In fact, you've you've given me a great opportunity to promote a story in Sunday's paper, mm. so I'm going to take it. Um, Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've I spent about an hour. A little over an hour with uh, with Courtney Viney, Chip Viney, uh, last week, and uh, and I've been reporting on a big story about him um, and his value to the program and how important it was that that Bob Stoops found a way to keep him here, and they did uh, when CJIU left, and so Courtney Viney will be moving into that quality control job. But um, I, I've learned a lot about him in, in the last couple weeks as I've talk to people. I mean, I, I, it's kind of been a blast from the past for me because I uh, just in the last week I've interviewed uh, guys that I haven't talked to in a, in a while. Bobby Jack Wright, mm-hmm. Julian Wilson, Gabe Wynn, uh, Aaron Colvin, uh, Zach, well, Zach Sanchez. I talked to him mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ago. but um, So it, it's, it's kind of been fun to catch up with those guys who are all good guys you know, that I enjoyed. Kaz Everett, I, I can't believe mm-hmm. I forgot him. He's ah. one of my favorite guys I've covered. Um, so, uh, so that's a story I'm, I'm really excited about. I hope a lot of people read. Yeah. You know, I know there was a lot of concern that he was going to be heading somewhere else. Uh, you know, I, I know that for a lot of fans, he's a guy that, uh, you, you hear his name a lot, but obviously he does so much behind the scenes, but, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. a big, definitely a big one there to keep. Uh, um, and then, yeah. the, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt Oh, no, you, go ahead. The, the, the thing is he, if they, they hadn't had this position open, they might have lost him because his time as a graduate assistant had run out. Uh, he graduated with his master's degree in December. Um, so if they hadn't had uh, an opening uh, come, then then they would have probably lost him because they didn't have any anywhere else to put him. And um, this is a guy who I, I it's really remarkable the the things that people say about him when you ask about him. I mean, he uh, Zach Sanchez gives him basically gives him credit for most of his success. And it's really oh, unbelievable. Wow. Um, the, the, the stories that you hear about the way he coached, that he would wear cleats to practice so that he nah. could demonstrate drills to them. I mean, they, they just, they never seen anything like it uh, from a coach, much less a GA. So he's a, I think he's a special talent in the coaching world. And, uh, and OU's lucky that, that he's not going anywhere. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I'll I'll definitely be uh, looking for that on Sunday. Then that's a uh, thanks for uh, the heads up there. Um, anything uh, you know you're going to be looking at in the program? I guess you know uh, since I got you here, you know signing day uh, came and went, and there's a lot of talk about OU kind of uh, looking past uh, Texas and trying to uh, do more national recruiting. But to me, this seems like kind of uh, just a continuation of what OU's been doing for really probably the past five or six years. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they've they've gone to California, they've gone to Florida, um, you know, they've they've now gone to. I mean, they've gone to Baltimore for Will Johnson and, and Charles mm-hmm. Tapper. They've gone to Philadelphia now for uh, John Carlo Valentin, who has the greatest name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to to, to meeting him. Um, 
So yeah, they, they've, they've expanded a little bit more, and especially California, and, and that comes back, I think, to 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 the value that, that a guy like Chip Biney has provided. Because yeah. He's from Fresno. Um, it's really interesting. I'm sorry to go back to my story. Again. Oh, no, go on. No, no, no. I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, he was recruited, his first scholarship offer out of high school was by Mike Stoops. Um, and he really, really considered Arizona, but he wound up going to UCLA. And uh, uh, after his playing career was over, he was working at a high school there in Fresno, uh, junior varsity coach, and Mike Stoops went out there to recruit Atari Bird. Oh, okay. And and, and watched him uh, working and was and remembered him and was really impressed with him and and a uh, short time later offered him a, a GA spot. So that's how they got Courtney Biden here because of that relationship. Um, another thing that's sort of interesting is that, you know, Courtney Viney played his last year of college football at New Mexico State. He transferred using the graduate transfer rule, and um, the biggest play he made maybe of his college career was breaking up a pass late in the game against Fresno State that gave New Mexico State the first win ever over Fresno State. And the receiver that that pass was intended for was Jalen Saunders. Ah, of course. So, of course, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, so that's, all, yeah. So it's a lot of, there was just a lot of interesting stuff, but, uh, my point is, uh, you know, I think having a guy who's from Fresno and then on top of that, having Mike Stoops with all his connections and Tim Kish that they made, um, when they were in Arizona recruiting that area has really helped. I mean, they, you look, they're the two biggest, the two biggest recruits they've signed, maybe most important, impactful recruits they've signed in the last few years have both been from California, Joe Mixon and, um, and Caleb Kelly. So, um, those relationships are all really paying off, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, hey, Jason, uh, we'll all be looking for your piece on uh, Viney coming this weekend. And, uh, you know, thanks so much, man. I always appreciate you coming on, especially uh, a lot of times on short notice and helping me out, man. It uh, It's really appreciated. All right. No problem. Anytime, Alan. Happy to do it. Thanks again to Jason Kersey of NewsOK.com, the Oklahoman, for uh, joining us. Uh, and uh, thanks to you all for joining us, too, uh, for the Blaine Homerism Podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.